Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. What's up, guys? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about a totally different subject than we've ever really talked about before. I feel like we've had some boy chats where we've talked about dating and things like that, but we're really breaking the ice today. We're taking our friendship to a whole other level, and we're just going to have, you know, a good old ladies chat about sex. And I think that this is a really important conversation to have. I know that there are podcasts and things out there that you can definitely dip into if you wanted to, I guess, venture into the world of sex and talking about it online. But I feel like the more that people talk about it, the more of people with different varieties and different sexualities talk about it, it'll help to normalize it and make us feel less shameful about talking about something that is such a part of everyday human life. So I'm going to get really open and personal with you guys today. I'm going to tell you guys personal experiences and personal opinions. But that said, you, by all means, do not have to agree with everything I'm talking about today or anything I say today at all. I just want to get the conversation going. So feel free to jump onto the Discord chat or over on YouTube if you want to continue the conversation and add your opinions. But before we jump into the full episode today, as per usual, got to leave you guys with a quote. And this one comes in from Jess C. Scott. And it says, I felt like an animal and animals don't know sin, do they? What's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk episode. Today we're kind of doing, I don't even know how I would categorize this. I'm going to say a decaf just because I do think that sexuality is an important part of our overall health and health falls under the decaf category brew selection. Picture sitting down and making content for the internet where you're just going to sit and talk by yourself about sex. Like, I feel like it's one really important to do so and I'm happy I'm doing it because I feel like I would have benefited from watching or hearing something like this even just a few years back but also too it's just it's an intimidating subject I feel like it's so taboo which we're gonna talk about and because of that it's like there's definitely people out there on the internet talking about sex like I'm not definitely not breaking any grounds here but I just feel like unless you're like, I don't know, really open about your sexuality, it can sometimes be really taboo to talk about it, or maybe you grew up feeling shameful of it. We're gonna talk about all of that stuff today, but mainly, this is just gonna be a really comforting chat, mainly for the ladies, because I am gonna talk a lot about even just like the whole expectations of women and the expectations we put on ourselves with sex and how that ends up destroying your sex life. Today, I'm hoping I can debunk a lot of the taboo shame and like weirdness around talking about sex specifically as a woman and embracing your sexuality and being a sexual being especially as a woman. This one is also for those of you guys out there that are kind of shy or maybe don't feel empowered enough to embrace your sexuality because again I've normally been really shy and like kind of timid about my sexuality which just costed me, it didn't cost me, I learned a lot from it but it costed me a lot of really what could have been really good times. Um, So this is for you guys too, because I'm hoping by the end of today's chat, you'll feel more empowered to embrace your sexuality and explore your sexuality. And I also am gonna talk about how to protect yourself while doing so. It's so wild when you think about how it's such a normal part of being a human being, but it's like one of those topics that we all just pretend doesn't exist, or even though actually sex is like another level, because you know how everybody pretends that like, you know, you don't poop or like you don't do all the other human things. And that is like so easily tucked away. But I feel like sex is one of those things that we all pretend 
not to care about or talk about, but it's also so infused in like society and media and it's everywhere. It's like, you know, if you're making a movie, you want to make the movie sexy. When you're selling clothes, you're trying to make the clothes sexy. When you're making music, the music is sexy. And I just feel like it's, it's everywhere. First and foremost, everybody's sexuality is just that. It's their own sexuality. So I do want to make this point first, just because I feel like it's going to help disclaim us talking about all the other things today, but just that even if, let's say, you don't want to embrace your sexuality or explore it in any kind of way, then don't too. Like, I also feel like the pendulum swings both ways. As much as we can suppress our sexuality, it also is kind of pushed upon us in things like media and, you know, television, entertainment, all of that. So that has to kind of be my first point to make today is that your sexuality is your sexuality and what you choose to do with that sexuality is completely private or not if you don't want it to be to you so if listening or tuning into today is making you feel a little uncomfortable and you just don't really want to have this chat we totally don't have to there's lots of other coffee talks we can have but if you just want to have you know like a ladies chat about it then stick around there might be things I say today that you don't agree with which by all means let me hear your opinion let me hear your experiences because that's kind of the point is that to get the conversation rolling I am NOT the be-all end-all of knowledge about sex especially as a woman and that is all I can really talk about is my experience with it and my knowledge and curiosities about it as a woman so let's hear yours in the comment section or over on the discord chat if you guys want to talk and let's dive in even though that was already kind of half dove in we're in the shallow end but let's let's get deep I'm smirking right now because that that could have been an innuendo, but you know what I meant. So what were you taught about sex growing up? I think this is actually such an important question to ask yourself because it's not normally something that you're asked head on, but these are the first introductions of sex into your life. When you think about how young were you when you started thinking about sex or even knew what sex was and what were the things that were taught to you about sex at that age? What were the things that were not considered taboo that were common knowledge to you about sex growing up? For me, I grew up Catholic. I went to a Catholic school, elementary school, and high school. And so my family also, we didn't really talk about sex, like, and I didn't really have a close relationship with my mom, so I didn't really have anybody to ask about sex. There was my older sister, but we were five years apart, so I feel like she was going through it, and then I was going through it, but we weren't close enough to really ever talk about it until we became, like, later... 20s or even later teens for me. Um, so for me, when I think about what <laughs> sex was to me as a kid is I just, I do remember knowing what it was back in grade two and making it jokes back then that you'd be like, oh, they did it. But it still wasn't like full knowledge what it even was. I actually remember getting a detention with one of my old good friends, Monique. We were in the same class. It was a split grade two, three, and we were making a joke at morning discussion about how Joseph and Mary must have did it to make Jesus. And we got detention because we were spreading said rumors. Like grade seven, eight, we started doing this program called Fully Alive where we, it was like a, a religious, kind of religious text anyway. Boys and girls would be separated and we were given these little booklets, if you will, that were kind of religious in a sense. They really only talked about sex in terms of the reproductive organs and the mechanics of it. But again, there was that missing element of what sex really was. So it was still kind of this big, like, what are we really talking about? And I also do remember 
there being like a lot of pointers or things to it being like it would be painful, it would be awkward, it would be weird, it's something that only people do that are married, and it's shameful to do if you're not married. And during some of the most primal years, during the years that you're going through puberty, that your hormones are starting to change, that you're starting to notice either guys or girls, and or just in general, you're noticing yourself getting more, dare I say, aroused by things, or like more just like that friction, you know? My first crush crush during that hormonal phase of my life and being like, I don't know why, but his arms and the fact that he played water polo, <laughs> thinking that like, that was weirdly hot to me. Like I used to think boys were cute and now suddenly I was thinking boys were hot. And there was still so much gray area. There was still so much never talked about. And in my opinion, I feel like the missing key element was how to be empowered by your sexuality rather than feeling threatened by it. Like even skipping forward to high school, we used to wear uniforms and it was always down to like the girls buttons were either too low or the kilts were too short and how that would be inappropriate because you're taking the attention off the guys in the school and now looking back I think that we're starting to learn that these are not things that we should be instilling especially in teenage girls that you need to cover up your body because you know guys can't help themselves there was never a sense of empowerment with being a woman there was never a sense of empowerment with embracing your sexuality and I'll go as far as guessing that there probably wasn't for guys either and that I can only assume for guys there was also a huge gray area if there wasn't open dialogue going on because as a kid if you're a guy and you're just learning about these reproductive organs and maybe finding like your dad's porn in the closet or something like little boys are being taught that you know women are objects and little girls are being taught that like your body is shameful and that growing into teenagehood and adulthood is a really tricky knot to untangle kind of pulling it back to what I was saying I feel like the main missing ingredient learning about sex growing up and knowing what it was or the first things that we were ever really taught sex was was no talk about embracing your sexuality nope talk about learning about different kinks, learning about different things, learning about even being interested in different genders. I hope now in school systems that, you know, it's more gender neutral and it's more open in terms of if girls are into girls or if boys are into boys or if you don't identify with a gender, if you are asexual. School systems can't cover it all. Like it definitely needs to come from more support systems, more community systems. Like parents, like friends, even in general, now that we have the internet, people talking about these things, I feel like can debunk and de-shame a lot of the weird gray areas around sex. So now that said, knowing that that was your first bit of information about what sex was growing up, what was the tone or overall sense about sex because of that information? Like what was being said without being said? Women are objects. Women are meant to be objectified. Women are meant to bring you pleasure. And for women, it would be, you know, your body is a sinful, shameful thing. Um, no talk whatsoever about female pleasure. Cover yourself to hide yourself, to move further away from your sexuality in order to remain safe. So sex is shameful and sex is objectifying. That was kind of like the overall, if in my opinion, the overall not being stated sense. And unless you're married or in love, then it's wrong. So I actually released a vlog on my main channel back in, I want to say it was March or April. It was one of those 
um, quarantine, I got drunk and did truth or dare with you guys. And one of the questions I got asked was when I had lost my virginity. So I was 15 years old when I lost my virginity and it all happened. Like pretty much all my sexual first experiences happened in the same year. And I'm talking from kissing a boy more than just like a peck on the cheek to losing my virginity. It all happened within the same year, which is a lot when you think about being a 15 year old and going from like completely inexperienced to the full range of experience. And it was not graceful from those early experiences all the way through into my twenties. And it took me a really long time to untangle was the fact that like one, sex actually is meant to be pleasurable for a girl and two, that sex is not all about performing for a guy. And wow, I wish I could go back to teenage me and just sit her down before she even decided to lose her virginity and just be like, let me, let me tell you what's up and save you years of wondering what the hype was um, and tell you that there is a hype. You're just not, you're not getting there. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I actually remember I had a boyfriend that I was just like, I need to know what's good. And I had never watched porn before and I wanted to know what was, what everybody was seeing, what everybody, what sex looked like to other people because I had only known based on what I had seen and experienced myself. And I remember he put on porn and it was like not even hardcore porn, but it was just the first time I had ever really seen porn aside from being like a 10 year old kid and like laughing with your friends when you flicked to the wrong channel. And then being like, like only staying on it for like a couple seconds and then bouncing off. Like this was the first time I had ever sat down and watched a porno and it terrified me. I was like, what is this? Like this is so, it made me feel icky. And let's start there. First of all, the porn is a whole other topic that we probably could dive into for much longer. And if you want a coffee talk on that, let me know because we can definitely have that discussion. But first of all, there's so many different types of porn out there. My Hollywood rose colored glasses idea of what sex was, was shattered and dismantled really in front of me. And I remember thinking like, this is what you expect from me. And that, that not, that whole myth, that whole idea of, okay, this is what guys expect. This is the porn they're watching. This is how they expect women to be, how they expect women to behave. That's not a universal truth, but that was what my brain was telling me. You have to think when you have guys that start watching porn from the young ages of like 11, 12, 13, and they have years building up maybe even before they actually have sex themselves of just seeing this, seeing, you know, women in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that all women in porn are being objectified or degraded in any kind of way. Like I'm going to get to this too, in terms of tying it back to my original point, your sexuality is your sexuality and what you choose to do with it is yours. So women that are in the porn industry, I feel like there is no sense in shaming them if that's how somebody wants to embrace their sexuality. But in a lot of these pornos and a lot of the porn that's online, a lot of the porn that's out there, it is really objectifying. There are some crazy things that you can watch. And if you watch that being 12 and 13 and 14 and young boys and young girls, watching porn and that really kind of being the first time they're ever really seeing it, that becomes what sex is. That becomes the definition of sex. And a lot of the times it can't be the opposite either. It can't be the rose colored glasses version from Hollywood 
because sex is an experience. It's a sensory experience that you're having with somebody else and those senses go a lot further than just touch. And I think that that was like what I mean when I say the first time I saw it, I was mortified because it was missing the main sensory that is important to me. And again, might not be important to absolutely everybody, but there was like the soul connection was hella missing. I can't even think of a word, but it just felt that. It's teaching young people, young men, women, all of the above about how to objectify somebody, uh, the gender roles that they play, different and more than gender roles, power dynamics and things. And just for a second, I know that it's not going to be the case all of the time and for everything. I'm definitely going to generalize a little bit here, but it also creates a lot of pressures and expectations, or at least again, when I watched porn for the first time, that was my, my experience is all of a sudden I was like, holy crap. Okay. So you must, first of all, always look amazing, always be sexual, always be beautiful, always be confident. And there are unrealistic expectations across all parties and all people involved, all people watching it, all people that are subjected to porn. And it's hard because I walk a really tricky line. If you were to ask me my opinion on it, I don't, want to say that I don't want to shame like any kind of I don't want to shame anyone first of all but I definitely don't want to shame people in the porn industry or people who watch porn because it's not to say that I think that there's something wrong with it I think that is when we start dipping into personal opinions tying it right back let's just go right back to the disclaimer I think your sexuality is your sexuality and it's your choice what you what you choose to do with it if it's not hurting anybody again I should also disclaim that if it's absolutely not hurting anybody and it's consensual but I do think that watching porn, I think that that can actually create a huge drift between human to human experience and actually connecting with another human and exploring things together versus watching people and exploring sex that way. And I can't really say how that might affect somebody in the long run, but I just, I assume that would actually be something really interested to look into. I'm gonna, I feel like I should make a different video or a different chat for us about porn, just because now I wanna do some research. And we have other questions, so I'm gonna move on from this topic, but I definitely think that it can be, porn can be detrimental to people's sex lives, detrimental to the expectations that both guys and girls put on themselves on performance, behavior, uh, even the way down to you, the way you look, I can think of just even feeling shameful about my body and certain body parts because of the standards that are sort of set in the porn industry and what sex is expected to look like, feel like, and sound like, and it doesn't necessarily have to look, feel or sound that way unless you want it to. Anyway. I just said I was going to veer away from this conversation. I just think it's safe to say that it definitely has an effect on all people's sexuality and the experience globally of what we expect sex to be. I felt just a little strained when I thought about talking about these things today because I don't necessarily open up about my sexuality or I'm a very sexual person online. I feel like it is important to talk about these experiences for, like I said, those of you guys that might relate to them. So I'm going to open up quite personally about some experiences today. Mainly one that is really vulnerable for me to talk about because it's one of the harder lessons I had to learn about sex. And it was really coming to terms with the fact that most of my life I had been having bad sex, which is, you know, kind of up for debate because for me, I realized that I wasn't having the sex that I wanted to be having. I guess that's a better way to put it. And that is nothing to say 
against anybody that I was having sex with, the people that I was dating. It was mainly, it was, it was me. It was coming from me for sure. And it was coming from those expectations, those pressures, those unexplored curiosities and this idea of what sex was to me. I had a lot of guards. I had a lot of walls that were stopping me from being intimate. And that intimate, that is the word I was trying to, I should have said intimate earlier instead of soul. It wasn't that the, like, the sex I was seeing in porn was soulless. It's just that it didn't seem intimate to me. And so most of my life I was having very unintimate sex, which meant it was very easy to have because it wasn't vulnerable. It wasn't really exposing in any kind of way. It was just sex for the sake of having sex. And I would have never known that if I didn't go through those experiences. So it's not that I was having bad sex and it wasn't that anybody I was having sex with was bad in bed or anything like that. One, it was either that there was a lack of compatibility but mainly it was just that there was a lack of intimacy and I would choose partners. I would choose easy partners that I knew were also guarded in a way and weren't intimate on that deeper level because then it was easy for us to have sex because we didn't have to be intimate. And the way that I pretty much found this out was quite ungracefully and painfully meeting somebody that I was more intimate with without even having sex. So then having sex m became impossible. It was like a instant hair trigger for a panic attack every single time. And each time it just got more and more awkward. And it was a really uncomfortable lesson to learn, but a really important one because it, as uncomfortable and ungraceful and painful as it was at the time, opened up this whole new door where I started to really embrace and explore my sexuality because I was like, wow, I am missing this whole element of sex. Like most of my life, sex was either taught to me as shameful, as wrong, as something you do when you're married, to have children, to the things that I saw in porn, to my early teenage experiences with boys who didn't know that what they were doing just as much as I didn't know what I was doing, to landing myself at this point where I was like, well, why am I not intimate in sex? And what's stopping me? And what am I into? And that unlocked a journey. This is where I can feel my body getting uncomfortable because this is where I think talking about sex can sometimes become taboo, especially from talking about it online and disclosing this information to the world wide web. But this is the kind of conversations I have with my girlfriends and I feel like these conversations saved my sex life because if I didn't have my friends to make jokes about the different things we're into, to talk about learning about these experiences, embracing their bodies and that is a whole other issue that comes into play too when you talk about the pressures and expectations was even just learning how to embrace your, your body as a sexual body and learning how to embrace your, your sexual appeal, you know, your your femininity in a way, oh, again, that could be a cosmic talk we could have sometime, but like the divine feminine, the just all of that, just this whole world got introduced to me because I realized I had basically numbed it out as a repercussion of numbing out my intimacy within sex. And wow, that journey is an interesting journey to take. And I think it's an important journey if you are a woman watching this to take when you are comfortable and when you are ready and when you want to explore your sexuality because it is so empowering and it is so just 
I, I, I don't know why I want to snap right now, but I'm just like, yes, like, yes. When I see girls doing it now, when I see other women embracing who they are and embracing themselves, even not sexually, like, I just feel like you can tell. This is where we're gonna branch off into two different things because I feel like we need to talk about how to protect yourself as you do embrace and explore your sexuality as a female in particular. And again, I know I'm gonna be generalizing a lot today and I apologize for that. Pick and choose the information that is valuable to you. I don't wanna like lace it in fear either because I do feel like I said, it's a very empowering thing to do and I feel like it's something that we should be talking about woman to woman and embracing other women to do. It's Definitely not the case globally or world round, but I feel like a lot of women are out there having bad sex, thinking that their orgasm doesn't matter, thinking like, you know, pleasuring yourself doesn't matter or knowing the things that make you feel pleasurable or make you feel hot and bothered, like even that in itself, I've had conversations with my friends again that saved my life where I would be like, you know, for the longest time, I didn't really think I was a sexual person. I was just like, oh, like sex just doesn't really matter to me. Like, I don't really care if I have it or not. But that was not the truth. It was mainly because again, nothing on the relationship I was in, but it wasn't a very sexual relationship. And two, I also just wasn't exploring my sexuality for myself and really kind of thought down on if I were to try and explore that and how to try and explore that. And especially if you're doing it alone, I think that there's, again, there can come this shame of like, you can't explore sex unless you do it with another person. And that is definitely not true or the case. Do I go here? I'm gonna do it. I think that this again can be important, valuable information. I had a friend where we talked about this discussion. <laughs> can you say, I'm like touching my neck and stuff because I can't believe I'm gonna say this out loud. Is This is just, this is new. This is a new level of friendship, guys, okay? But again, like I said, things you talk about with friends. We had challenged ourselves to literally masturbate every single day. And doing that every day was my challenge to myself to explore my sexuality. It was how I explored my sexuality as a single woman and also in a way to protect myself too because I did want to explore these things but I didn't want to just explore them with anybody or a stranger. And if you are like curious about the things you're into or curious and you don't have to watch porn, like I can tell you, it's about finding what gets you going, what gets you vibing right, you know? And it was a very at first, very uncomfortable experience because I had to break so many walls with myself, so many shame walls, so many barriers. But once those barriers and that shame was gone and I started to really embrace the challenge, if you will, it became really empowering. It became a part of my routine, just like brushing my teeth or washing my face before bed. And I can't believe I'm talking about this on the internet right now, but it truly and honestly probably saved my sex life for the rest of my life. If I had not gone on that journey, I wouldn't be sitting here making this video right now because sex would still be a taboo topic for me and it would still be laced in a lot of shame. So there you go. So that was one way that I embraced and learned and started to, I guess, explore my sexuality. And then the second one was with somebody. And this is where things get interesting because again, I can only speak from what matters to me. But let me tell you my dilemma when it comes to sex, okay? And I'm still stuck with this dilemma right now as a single girl, let me tell you, is that I, I feel like when it comes to men and I'm into men, I like 90% into men, I feel like it's gonna take one person to fully come along and just make everything click. But I was able to explore my sexuality with one person 
to an extent, to the extent that I was able to trust that person. And that is really key and important, again, at least for me. Because when you are exploring your sexuality and you're empowering yourself in that way, it is a very vulnerable place to be. It is a very vulnerable thing to do. And doing so with somebody puts you in a very vulnerable state with somebody else. So I feel like it is one really important to pick the right person. And I'm not saying that you have to pick a person that you plan on marrying or that you're deeply in love with. To be honest, I wasn't deeply in love with this person or planned on marrying them, but they just so happened to be very compatible with me and were willing to be patient with how much I needed to feel like or built a trust with them, you know? And the more that that trust built, the more that I cut loose, the more that I cut loose, the more I got to learn and really had a lot of fun. But here we go. We need to take this side step for a second here because you also need to protect yourself. I still feel like men tend to have the upper hand when it comes to sex and so you can get into a lot of situations where for guys there's like an abundance of girls that they can have and get at will or maybe they watch porn or whatever and again I know I'm generalizing this is definitely not always the case but it tends to more often than not you get into situations where girls are normally giving it out very easily or very freely in order to or with the intention of trying to lock down a guy and this is my issue and I know that again that is not the case all the time but it seems to me like dating in 2020 is like just freely having sex and it's a lot of the times you're hoping to lock down the guy and the guy's kind of just like not all the time but usually doing that with more than one person so the trust it comes into play because you have to be able to know what your boundaries are women women's bodies just the sexual woman in particular is in abundance to guys whether through porn whether through social media or like a lot of just that snapchats all of that just knowing girls that are that are very openly sexual which is not a shameful thing to be if you are an openly sexual female just I think that guys can take advantage of those things and you're also taking into account technology and things in 2020 it is really hard to trust other people and I think it's a shame because and also probably again generalizing but why girls end up kind of dating guys a little bit older is because have you guys ever watched Brini Lee on YouTube if not watch her her pep talks are so freaking good but she said something that stuck in my head once which is like uh, why buy the milk when you can get the cow for free actually as I'm editing this I'm realizing it's why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free which is a terrible analogy to be putting into this because I'm calling women the cow and sex the milk but you get the you get the idea. And again, I know this is such a generalization, but it's like, why would a guy buy the milk when he gets the freaking cow for free? When sex is just coming at him and bombarding him left, right, and center, why buy the milk? And there's just a lot of people having sex, but there's not a lot of people that are, are committed. And it's the commitment part that gets iffy because that's where I think the trust comes. Back to my personal experience, the person who really kind of cracked open my world or came to my amusement park, if you will. Oh, we're on such a level of friendship today. I love it. It was not someone that I was necessarily dating and that's where the issue, that's always where the issue comes in. It's like you have to have mutual conditions, mutual understandings, and you need to protect yourself because if there's one thing I've learned about dating and, and dating guys and men in particular is that 
as much as you can trust somebody, a guy is only going to protect you until it comes down to protecting his ego, unless he, like, he loves you, you're like family to him, or he's protecting his honor. And their honor is going to be what they would lay down life for, so family and the things that are important to him. So as much as he might enjoy you or like you, if you're sending him things that could put you in a very compromising position, he might not be sharing them with his friends until his friends start making jokes and wants to see proof that he has what he has or that he's getting what he's getting. And I think that that's where things start to get tricky. Or, you know, even just the whole, how can you trust somebody enough that when you're busy or that he's not just getting it from somewhere else. And that's why I think women should protect themselves because a guy, yeah, he might protect you, but he'll never protect you more than his ego or more than his honor, unless you have become a part of his honor, you know? Um, and again, that's not all guys. There are some great guys out there that wouldn't send around anything you sent them that are great guys, that are trusting guys, that are people that you can really explore your sexuality with. And I, I, that was lucky enough to find someone like that in my case at the time. Um, but even when things started to go south, I mean, like, honestly, that trust was a, a conflict. It was a conflict of issue because it was like, okay, I don't want things to get too toxic or weird between us because you have a lot on me. You got a lot of dirt on me. I've had situations in the past, all the way down to a boyfriend, where he did show things of me to his friends. It's so important to protect yourself as a girl out there, as a woman out there, and honestly why it's sad. It's, it's sad because I can tell you, I know from when that happened to me, it makes you want to shut down. It makes sex seem really scary and it makes you want to protect yourself so much that you do lock away your sexuality. But that is a shame that would just only do pain and detriment to you, you know? And it's a balance. It's a tricky balance. I get it. I'm walking that balance with you of like, okay, I want to embrace and explore my sexuality, but I also want to protect myself because there are, it sucks, but there's shitty people out there. And a lot of them tend to be guys, uh, not all the time. Guys, I'm not hating on you, but uh, it's just, that's, that's just my experience from exploring my sexuality and why I wanted to make such an important point by saying you, you can 100% explore your sexuality alone too. Girl, go get a good toy. You can buy one off Amazon. No one will even know. It can, it'll come in the same Amazon package as if you were buying toilet paper. You can look things up online. You can read Okay, if you're also not into porn, hi, I'm gonna like let you in on something you might not know exists. I hope you do. I, I assume you do, but I don't know. But there's something called erotica. It's literally like literature. It's sexual books and you can read it. It's pretty much like Fifty Shades of Grey, which read Fifty Shades of Grey, see if that gets you going or if it doesn't. It's just... There's so many ways you can explore what you are and aren't into without putting yourself in a compromising situation with someone you don't trust. And you can do all of that self-exploration while you wait to give your sexuality to somebody that you're committed to or in a relationship, or you wait until you meet the right person. Or you can do both. Just let me hit it home one more time. If you decide to do both and you're a woman, there is absolutely no shame in that. Girl, your sexuality is yours. You can put it out there to the world if you want to. Just protect yourself. Protect yourself, not even just with anything that puts you in a compromising position, but I'm even talking like protect yourself from STIs. We're not having that chat today, but do it. Get, get tested often if you're having sex or if you're having sex with multiple people or partners. Get tested. Just protect yourself. Have I hit that one home yet? So can can we move on to the next question? I feel like I was just, I stepped into like a mom or older sister role for a second there, but it's because I care about you and I want you to feel empowered by your sexuality, but I don't want you to do it at the cost of not protecting yourself. 
there is still a lot of stigmas that need to be broken out there. I still think that there's a lot of not only women who are out there having sex that are that don't really know what they're doing or that are confused or are having not as great sex or thinking that their pleasure isn't even really an important part of sex. And I think that there are just as many guys out there that are just as confused that don't really know what to do with the female body. And if you don't know what to do with your body, how can you tell a guy what to do with your body? And vice versa, if a guy doesn't really know, and I feel like this is what I mean. I'm generalizing again, but it's more rare that guys don't know what they like because guys have been watching things like porn most of their lives. So they know what they like and they don't like. There's a lot more shame and pressure on girls or there tends to be generally. So girls don't end up exploring their sexuality, don't end up knowing what they like or don't like, don't end up knowing how to introduce those things that they like or don't like, even if they are in safe and trusting and committed relationships and end up not really having great sex most of their lives. And that's another form of protecting yourself. Exploring your sexuality is also protecting yourself. It's protecting yourself from not getting into your 80s and being like, wow, I wish I could go back in time and use that rock and bod to have great sex. I wish I didn't feel so afraid or ashamed and even if I wasn't in a safe relationship or trusting relationship to do it with somebody else, I wish I had just done it by myself. Like that needs to be said. It needs to be said and it needs to be heard because, and power to the people that are already doing it. Power to the women that have already been doing it. And power to you if you've started or tried or fell off and did it once and then stopped kind of exploring because again, it's up to you whether or not you choose to walk that lane, take that journey. I just think it's there's so there could be so much more better sex being had out there and and because we're also afraid to talk about it or ask questions or learn more about ourselves or that there's sh so much shame surrounding so much of it it doesn't end up happening if you guys want to talk about any of the other things like you know, protection and things like that against things like from STIs to protecting yourself online to protecting your sexuality to protecting your pleasure. If you guys ever want to talk about those things, if you ever want to go all the way in and talk about, oh my god, that was another innuendo, um, and talk about the kinks and like learning how to know what you're into and not into to everything. There's so many things to how porn can be you know, detrimental to, I think we talked a little bit about almost all those things today, but if you want to dive deeper into any of those topics, let me know, request it on the Discord chat, leave it in the comments section. Now that I've broken this barrier online anyway, I'm happy to have those discussions. Let me know if there's anything within this realm you want to discuss, and if I can and I feel comfortable enough, I'll totally talk about it. Aside from that, I love you guys all the way to Proxima B, to having a banging time on Proxima B and back. I wonder if this is going to get censored. I hope not. Um, and other than that, I'll talk to all of you guys in the next coffee talk. Hold on, let me grab my tea again so I can cheers you. And talk to you guys all next week. Bye, guys. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.